And once again, greetings from the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains, way in the southwestern part of the state of Virginia. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, what a week this has been. We are still in, in Virginia, hoping to get back to our, our Georgia home very soon. This has been quite an experience. As I talked about Monday and yesterday, this, this point in our lives for us to be considering something like a move. Now, I know some people, they retire and they've been planning for years to you know, leave some cold climate in Ohio, maybe, and head to Florida. Sometimes some people just look for a small place in Florida to spend the winter. And they may stay in their hometown like, uh, oh, I've been to some communities in the western part of the state of Ohio that are just gorgeous most of the year, just a little bit on the cold side in in the winter. And, and I knew a number of families who used to spend three to five months in Florida, depending. They came from Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, western New York, western Pennsylvania. But for my wife and I to be thinking about maybe even exiting Florida at some point. Not that we want to, but the economics may be such that we can't do both anymore. We've been very fortunate that we've had this one property that my wife had. She's a widow, and and I came in with what I had, and and we're going to have to make some decisions living on a fixed income. And God has been good to us. But I have to recognize that we're coming into a, a unique time in terms of everything in our world around us. We've got a housing crisis in the making again. And it's going to be because the the feds are going to have to raise interest rates here in the United States and, and the cost of buying a house is going to get higher again as interest rates for the first time in many years because of all this money printing is going to go up. I remember, and I don't want this to sound like a partisan argument. It's not. This is just a practical sense, common sense, just the facts are the facts. Let the chips fall where they may. Kind of an argument when it, in what I'm about to say. The United States is a country deeply in debt. There was a time the debt may have been manageable as we had an expanding economy. But nowadays, our economy is not expanding, but our debt certainly is. So what do you do? You print more money, devaluing the money that's out there. And so everybody, everybody that thought that any policy that was going to come down with the new administration that was elected in 2020 uh, was going to only tax the rich, the wealthy, and it wouldn't impact me. Well, you were wrong. You have been deeply impacted and you will continue to be impacted for days and months and years to come because of the incredible amount of money that was borrowed. Because see, maybe you're not getting a direct tax on your wealth. They're not raising your income tax, though they will try to do that too. What they've done is effectively tax you by reducing your spending power and converting that spending power back to the bankers and government. You have been taxed and didn't know it. 
In other words, when you went to the grocery store and found the cost of meat, cost of fresh produce, the cost of everything has risen dramatically in a little over a year. The same with energy costs have risen dramatically a little over a year. You have been taxed. And all, all that borrowed money has to be paid for somehow. And it's called inflation. I can remember back in 1975, you made $150 a week living in a small town in Georgia. And if your wife worked part-time, you could raise a family. You can't do that per day anymore, just about. It's gotten that ridiculous. The amount of our spending power, for the most part, outside of some consumer electronics that are cheaper to build, well, the cost of things have really gone up. And, you know, just look at the price of gold. It was like $35 an ounce when I got married. Now, what is it now? That gives you an idea of how worthless our money is in 50 years. It's that plain and simple. We do this radio program every day to give you some truth to ponder. We've talked about a lot of issues from the Georgia you know, ballot system because we spent a lot of time in Georgia. Fraudulent ballots. I don't care what they say. Trump did not lose Georgia. Period. He did not lose. Raffsensberger and Kemp allowed him to lose dishonestly, which means neither one, in my opinion, are fit to hold public office. They're worthless liars. They're rhinos. They're fools. And anybody that votes for Raffsenberger or Kemp is a fool. You're about, you'll be played. We have hypocrisy in our federal government. We, we talk about having to have vaccines and face masks, but those don't apply to anybody crashing our border on the south, on our southern border. And on and on it goes. We're finding out that mRNA vaccines, as we said last year on this program, we're not going to be effective. Well, the studies are coming in. They don't work. They're failures. Yet, do they want? Will will the CDC admit a failure? No. They're going to keep holding the company line. We're in trouble in this country, and the world as we knew it is never coming back. And the time has come that we. We that live in this world, we have to recognize we are not of this world. We're in it, but not of it. We need to more and more be be acting like those that have been separated and have, you know, what's the Bible say? Get out from amongst them and do not touch the unclean thing. And that's pretty much where we're headed today. Now, my friend Jim Calhoun has put together another radio program for us today, and I'm so thankful for the effort that he puts in. And I know that on this program, he had to do it twice. He had actually lost the first episode. So I want to thank Jim for really putting in an extra effort today. And without any further ado, here's Jim Calhoun. Thanks, Bob. And once again, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. And I really enjoy filling in and helping Bob Bierman as he makes some decisions that are going to affect not only his life, but his ministry. And in a roundabout way, affect us, because a lot of us that listen to Truth to Ponder get a lot of our news here, and we get a lot of inspiration and some great ideas. And I, for one, love to listen to Bob Bierman, because I think he's very wise. And I think it's wise that he is taking some time off, making some very good decisions, and I know they're going to be very good, because 
He walks with God, and God will walk with him. And I really do believe that all things are going to work out according to God's will, because that's the way it works out anyway. But I want to just thank Bob again for allowing me to come before the great audience of Truth to Ponder. Well, I've had a really busy week, and I've paid a lot of what Dave Ramsey called stupid tax. Because I got my garden in, I spent some hard-earned money, bought some really nice heirloom plants, got them all planted in the garden, everything done. And I was really proud of myself. And I know the Bible says says that uh, pride cometh before a fall. (laughs) And boy, is that ever true. I got done with planting my garden, and I went in and recorded an episode of Truth to Ponder. And I had a very busy weekend, and so I didn't have any time in the weekend to get anything done. And so I had to get everything done. And I had to load out my car with a bunch of electronic equipment, and it looked like it was going to rain. And so I finished the garden, and I opened the gate and walked into the corral with a bucket and got some water and watered all the plants that I transplanted, the tomatoes and peppers and so forth. And I have three latches on this gate. reason I have three is because I don't want the cows in my garden. And I keep the cows right next to the garden. And the garden's nice and cow-proof. Got this nice big gate with three latches on it. And I got all this done. And my garden's the size of a basketball court. Planted all by hand, everything. Uh, tilling the ground, everything, all by hand. And so, a lot of hard work. Got it all done. And I thought to myself, I'm really proud of this. I really got it done. Well, I went and hurried and loaded out the equipment before it rained and was real happy with myself. And and I got my Truth to Ponder episode recorded. And then I got a good night's sleep. And I woke up and walked out and saw that that nice gate with the three latches on it. Well, guess who didn't latch any of it? Stupid tax. Well, the cows got in the garden, they ate everything, and they tromped all my corn, all my hard work, all gone, but it's only time and money, and I had an all-night drive, went in early this morning, got new plants, got it all transplanted out, and then also, I don't know what happened, but my Truth to Ponder episode disappeared, and so I promised Bob I'd have this show out, so here I am after an all-night drive, doing a recording session, and I got to do a marathon and get this out to him because I'm under a time deadline to get it to him so he can keep going with his plans. And so not only did I not latch the gate, I didn't hit save, apparently, on my computer. So anyway, pride cometh before a fall, so I'm no longer going to be proud of myself when I get something done, some major accomplishment. I thought, wow, what a day I had. I got all this done. I'm so proud of myself. Well, and so I get to do it all over again. So life is good. But I thought I'd just share that little story because we all go through things. And lots of times the things we go through, we bring on ourselves. And I've got to say that I personally know that I'm my own worst enemy. Sometimes I don't know my own limitations and I overdo it. Other times, I underdo it. I don't live up to the expectations that I should do. So, it goes both ways. And 
What what is that saying? The hurrier I go, the slower I get. Well, I tell you, I got in a hurry. I saw that rain cloud, started spitting a little rain, and immediately all I thought was electronic gear loading it out. And I didn't even think about latching the gate. So anyway, I got everything all done and I got all heirloom plants. And that's where I'm going to pick up this show right here. Is I really do believe that we've entered a, a weird time, more than weird, absolutely astronomically out of control, the whole everything. And nothing is done in a vacuum. And it's no coincidence that Big Pharma is also getting involved with big farming. And it's no coincidence that the corrupt, evil Bill Gates is into practicing medicine without a license and everyone goes to him for vaccine advice when he's not trained. He's just a guy that stole an operating system. That's all he is. He's an absolute creep. And I would love to tell him that to his face. But this is the best I can do. So I can just tell the world that I think he's a creep. But anyway, he's investing in farm ground too. So Henry Kissinger said, and I don't know the exact quote, but he who controls the food and so forth controls the world. Uh, that's a very loose paraphrasing because I, I have the quote, but like I say, I just got done with an all-night drive. I'm going off of about 30 minutes of sleep, and I got up and started working on the garden again because I had to get it done. But anyway, uh, you understand what I'm trying to say, that whoever controls the food controls the world. And who controls the health also controls the world. And so you have all of these scientists that are involved with biotech. They're involved with gain of function, which really should be called gain of effectiveness to try to make something deadlier. And so you have all of these people. And as George Carlin pointed out many years ago, there's a big club and we're not in it. And so, if you think that these scientists don't know about each other and don't know about their research and don't go to forums and conventions together, then you're mistaken. They're a club. They're in it, and we're not. And so, all of this biotech, whether they're taking viruses and making them a lot more deadly, or taking a seed and making sure that there's particles of Roundup that's genetically altered into that seed, and also different insect DNA and so forth. What they're doing to our plants is not because the world was clamoring for it. Back in the 1960s and 70s and 80s, people weren't saying, boy, I wish they'd biotech all the seeds. I wish they'd put Roundup in the seeds. I wish they would put different DNA of insects in the corn seeds and in the wheat seeds. I wish they would do that. Nobody did that. And all of this world collapse that is coming, it just can't help but happen with the way the people are acting, the ones that are in charge, that are absolute imbeciles. It all started a long time ago, and it's all interconnected. And so if you don't think that the release of the bioweapon that they called COVID-19 is not related to bioengineering corn, and bioengineering everything, and also trying to grow human body parts on the back of a rat 
and cloning and all of this, if you think that this is not connected, then you're not looking at the big picture. The big picture is, is you have people trying to play God, and they're trying to replace God, and they want to get rid of God's creation. We have a lot of scientists that I think that back in the 1930s, 40s, and 1950s, when they had all those cheesy B-movies about the mad scientist, I really think that that's happening right now. I think that there are good scientists out there, but the science as a profession right now is corrupt, and they're easy to be bought, and their research, a lot of it is flawed on purpose, and they're doing things to nature that are totally unnatural. And I would have to say that years ago, you would call that crimes against nature. And I know the biotech COVID-19 is a crime against humanity. And the COVID-19 clot shot that I call the death jab, if that isn't a crime against humanity, I don't know what is. And big tech and big pharma and the medical profession as a whole are guilty of walking in lockstep. And so we're dealing with this pure evil that's totally connected. And so as I was planting my garden, and I use all open pollinated, natural, unmodified, non-hybrid, 100% real seeds. And so it still has God's DNA. It doesn't have anything that's been altered. And so that's what I plant. So I got to thinking that my garden is basically a Noah's Ark of seed. I plant open pollinated corn, and I planted that several varieties for quite a few years. And I planted enough that next year, if I need to, I can plant probably right at a 60 to 100 acres. So I have a nice what I would call a seed plot, that I'm growing seed corn for future use. And also, of course, I could eat it if I have to, but it's this field corn. And I really think it's important that we all look at our little gardens as little Noah's Arks. And I'm going to tell you why. These people who are trying to ruin the world, and they're doing a great job of it, they're very smart, and they've been very clever. They've socially engineered things to where everywhere you look, I've never seen humanity in such a horrible condition. I'm seeing poverty everywhere. And not only poverty of money, I'm seeing poverty of spirit, poverty of everything. People that are just like zombies, they look like they're brain dead. And you walk into a convenience store, and I know it's hard to find good help. But the reason it's hard to find good help is that there's there's no work ethic. There's nothing happening out there in society as far as our schools and even people mentoring in communities. It's just not happening. And so you have people that their only ambition is getting on welfare and collecting that check and playing video games and smoking dope. That's what they want to do. Or they want to run off to a tattoo parlor and get another tattoo. Their children might be hungry, but that's okay as long as they go get a tattoo and go get high. And I'm not stretching it at all. Take a really good look at society and see how far it's come. Now, I'm going to get back to my Noah's Ark of seed here in a second. I'm going to do a little rabbit trail. There's an old couple here in the town that I live close to. 
that I've seen them for about 40 years, and I swear they've always been old. They've always acted old. They've always looked old. And I was just shocked when I saw them the other day because I hadn't seen them in years. But they're very proper 1940s, 1950s style people. When they go out, they dress. And I've never seen her without a pretty dress on. I've never seen her without her hair. Not immaculate, but nice. I've never seen him without a suit and a tie. And they're always polite. And they're very proper people. They know their manners. They know how to be civil. They are actually the society that used to be, the one that I grew up with, where people would say please and thank you, and they'd mean it, and they'd look you in the eye, and a man would come up and shake your hand, and you knew that your hand was shook by a real man. Those days are gone. I'm really sorry to say. Uh, Have you ever shook the hand of one of these young men? It's absolutely horrifying because you feel like you're shaking the hand of a wet noodle. And I don't know. It's just there's something happening on this planet that's making our men feminine and are make, making our women masculine. It's just not, it's not good. But anyway, I was in a convenience store. I just got some gas. And this old couple walked in. And, of course, he held the door for her. And she said, thank you very much. And they walked in. And at this point, they're very old. They shuffled in. But he had his nice suit and a tie on, and he had his hair combed nice, and she looked real nice and had her nice little dress on. And behind the counter was this thing that, I don't know how you describe it, more tattoos than most tattoo parlors put out in a week. You could tell by the eyes of this clerk that had been recently been stoned, dressed awful, just looked just looked horrible. And if you look at a street person, and I'm talking about a down-and-out street person, one that's strung out, well, that's kind of what was behind the counter. And you, you had this very nice, prim and proper couple that came in, and, and they were trying to pay for their gas. And they were so nice and polite, and this clerk was looking at them with disdain and was so crass and so short with them and so unfriendly. And they stayed civil and stayed friendly, and they shuffled back out. And I really had a stark contrast to the world that I grew up in that walked out the door back to their car and the world that I now live in that that was standing behind the counter. And if that doesn't make you want to cry, I don't know what does. Because we've lost it, folks. And it's been done on purpose. Everything. All of this horrible man-made disaster, the baby food formula shortage, everything. It's, it's all man-made. It's all contrived. And, of course, it all goes back to Satan. But you have these people out there protesting the Supreme Court because they're supposedly going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And these people are openly satanic, and they're worshiping Satan. And you have a group out there that's now saying that abortion is part of their religion as a child sacrifice to Satan. Which, another little side note, I've been saying that for 20 years, that these people were satanic and they were sacrificing sacrificing these children. And I'm not trying to say that I feel so smart, but I do feel vindicated because anytime I told anybody that, I was roundly criticized. And now you have a group of Satanists to come out and admitting it. 
knows that I was ahead of the curve on that one by many, many years. What I'm trying to get across to everyone out there is that as long as you have the civility, as long as you have your humanity, as long as you have your faith, as long as you have yourself, then society is not totally crumbled. Then we're not totally dead in that regard. And so as long as we have this nice old man with this nice suit coat and his tie and his beautiful wife that has this nice dress, they look like they stepped out of a time machine. As long as we have that, as long as we have ourselves and we do not turn into what that clerk is, then personally we have a choice. Now, as a society, I think our society as a whole is pretty well wrecked. But you don't have to join in. You don't have to join in with that whole lifestyle. You don't have to listen to that music, if you want to call it music. You don't have to wear tattoos. You don't have to, you don't have to dress like you live in the street. You don't have to be part of that. Now, I'm going to go and tie this in with the seeds. We don't have to be part of the GMO. We don't have to be part of the destruction. We can also be clever. We don't have to say, oh, these evil Satanists are so clever. They stole our society. They stole all of our institutions. They stole the medical profession. They've stolen the educational system. They've stolen our government. They stole the 2020 election. We don't have to go along with it. And I'm looking at my, my garden. I was about to call it a little garden, but my aching back says it's not a little garden. But looking out over the garden, I realize that if everyone would do what I'm doing and make a Noah's Ark of seed, then the New World Order satanic people with their GMO and everything can't win. They can't win totally. As long as there's some of us out there being very responsible and not buying the seeds that are GMO and stop buying foods that are GMO. I know it's hard to do, but why do they have everything GMO? Because they're putting things in the food that's not good for us. Do you think that all of these young people that are confused on their gender, do you think that that is because of just brainwashing, or do you suppose that there's some chemical things happening inside their bodies? I think it's both. I think they're putting all sorts of hormones and all sorts of chemicals in the food But I know that it's evil, I know that it's wrong, and I know that it's man-made. And so, if all of us would take everything we do in our life and refuse to go along with the system, refuse to go along with the Satanists and the New World Order, and not only say no, but literally live your life totally the opposite of what they're trying to make you live your life. And when it comes to planting your garden... If everyone that plants a garden went with heirloom seeds and made their own seed bank, the GMO people would be defeated right there because there'd be so many people out there that had real food. And that's the end game here, folks. They want to control the food. And they can control the food if we allow them to control it. We cannot hand over the keys to the kingdom to these people. And so far, that's what we've done. And so if each of us 
would do simple things. And on the other side of the break, I'm going to talk about some other things that we can do. But if each of us would become unto ourselves the society that we want to have, we have to become what we want to be surrounded by. If we want to be surrounded by sane, rational people that do sane, rational things, then we have to start by being sane and rational and do sane and rational things ourselves. And so everything's going to have to start with you in your heart. You know, a journey of a thousand miles has to start with one step. And so you need to be the first step. And once you decide to do that and you start living your life that way, encourage others to do the same. And as long as we have pockets of resistance, as long as we have some people that are civil, that understand society, that understand that we are a constitutional republic and not a democracy, people that understand how the government should work and understand how it's not working now, people that understand national sovereignty, people that understand the kingdom of God, people that just understand how to be a human and how to treat other people and know what manners are. Mankind is a species was starting to get fairly refined before all the social degradation started taking place. And it started back in the 20th century, very early. I think it started before World War I, and it's been getting worse ever since. And they've just been piling it on. And a perfect example is if you would look at the education that an 8th grade student had in 1890, the education that an 8th grader received in 1890 was much more comprehensive high school senior gets now and in lots of cases into maybe even a sophomore in college and so don't think just because the clock is ticking that everything's getting better and so on the other side of the break i'm going to come back and pick up where i left off and we can discuss ways that we can fight back against the new world order Thank you so much, Jim, and he will be back in just a couple of moments. Now, I was thinking just the other day, saw a story talking about all the face mask wearing that kids were forced to do in schools because of the coronavirus and how teachers were going to just die if little kids didn't wear them. Well, we've now learned something since all of this nonsense began back in 2020. Turns out, according to the National Institutes of Health, their director now quietly, you notice that NBC, CBS, and ABC, they're not gonna, they're not gonna mention this one, but it's out there. The NHA, the NIH director now admits that all these mass mandates enforced by all of these very woke and very sick governors in the state in the various states here in the United States. There was not a bit of data to back it up. And even last year, as the data was coming in, that these masks were useless. They didn't stop the spread of COVID. They didn't stop you from getting COVID. In Florida, a group of parents were so concerned that their kids were being forced to wear a mask all day long at school 
that they had used their they had their kids mass sent for laboratory testing last year to find out that they're they're full of very dangerous fungi parasites and bacteria which are a greater threat to these kids than than covid which the mask never could prevent to begin with but no the fear had to be driven control had to be well had to be kept alive these masks, these fears, they, they allowed the cheating in the 2020 election. You know it and I know it. This is why the program Truth to Ponder is on the radio every day. Now, I will admit that since we had gone back to Florida for me to work on a, a broadcast transmitter project and, and now trying to settle some issues this spring and summer on where we should reside for, let's just put it this way, as retirees, our forever home, well, our forever home is with our with our Savior Jesus Christ, but our forever earthly home. These are hard decisions to make, and it just you you begin to recognize your mortality that you don't have a million years left to live. And so my wife and I right now are trying to make the best of those years. I'd like to be able to put more time and effort into this radio program, and I'd like to see it expand. There are a lot of things that I've wanted to do, but I've just never had the time yet to get them done between certain projects. And I still have that really powerful heart for ministry. Do you believe in this work that we're doing? Then we need your prayers and your financial support is also needed to keep it on shortwave radio. Your gift, large or small, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, is extremely appreciated. Our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. The city is Crestview. Crestview, Florida, zip code 32536. That's 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The waters of Banyas coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to really love and you'll be blessed. And Matthew 16, Peter says... You are the son of the living God to Messiah. He says, who do you say I am? He says, the son of the living God. You have, in other words, you've come from God. You are, you proceeded from the living God. Now it's a radical statement, but there's something also in it where this was said. This was said in Caesarea Philippi, which is called Banyas. Now that's a mountainous place and there's something very significant. You see, that's where the Water is pouring out from that mountain. It's coming down. That's where the Jordan River begins. The Jordan River begins, and that's what's happening around them as they're saying this. You are the son of the living God. Basically, you've come from God. The word Jordan, that river that begins right there, is called the Yarden in Hebrew, which comes from a word that means to descend. It means the descender. It comes down. It goes down. It goes down the mountains, down the thing, down, and finally into the Dead Sea. What a picture, because that's an incredible picture of Messiah. He is the descender. 
He's the one who came from heaven and poured himself out and descended to death, descended to humiliation, descended to all these things because of you. Who is Messiah? He is the one who has come down. He will come to you no matter what you're stuck in, no matter how deep the pit, he will come. No matter how low he'll come, just turn to him. His love comes like a river of mercy, rivers of peace, rivers of his presence come down to where you are. He's the son of the living God who comes down to your life from the heights to the deepest pit of your heart. Want more? Ask for the mystery of the waters of Zion, the waters of Zion. Now the free gift for you from the sands of Judea, the awesome, awesome mystery of the temple doors now revealed. You'll love it. And sapphires guaranteed to bless your socks off. How do you get these gifts absolutely free? Easy. Just remember Jesus's real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be blessed with those gifts, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me, together bringing salvation to God's ancient people, Israel, and to the unreached peoples of all nations, with over 1 billion people. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll have a great part in the end time harvest. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct at the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying he's with you if you open your heart. Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Ben Elohim, the son of the living Welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. I'm Jim Calhoun setting in for Bob Beerman today. And Bob Beerman will be back tomorrow with another great show. And I really do appreciate everyone who tunes into Truth to Ponder. And before I get into the second half of the show, I do want to mention that I'm getting quite a few emails from people that listen to my show, the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show, that now are avid listeners to Truth to Ponder. And so I am very happy that I'm able to grow the Truth to Ponder audience in any way that I can with people from my show crossing over. And I really appreciate it. And also, it's going both ways. There are people that listen to Truth to Ponder that are following me over to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. And I really do appreciate that very much. And I'm getting some very nice emails from people that one time they'll send me an email. It'll be about my Living Off Grid show, and the next email will be about my appearance on Truth to Ponder. And I really want to tell all you folks that listen, you have absolutely no idea how much it means to Bob and how much it means to me that you are taking part in this show by listening and devoting some of your time. And I know time is very precious. And for you to devote time to this program and also my program, is very humbling, and we're very honored to have you guys aboard. So from my heart, I want to say thanks for listening. Okay, I'm going to get into the meat of the second part of the show. It seems like, as I said in the first part, these people are very clever, and they've been able to mask everything, and they've been able to hide their true intentions, whether it be the GMO or just destroying our society on purpose. 
You know, I look back into the 1960s when if someone was dull, they would say they were square. Oh, you're so square. But in the 1930s, if you were square, that meant you were an upright, solid, strong, everything good. So if someone said, That's a, that guy's really square, that meant he's really strong, he's really good, he really has it all together. Fast forward at 30 years, that guy's really square meant that he was dull, he was kind of idiot, he was someone to be avoided, he was to be shunned. And words mean things. The psychology that has been used against us has been used very effectively. And don't think for a second that the psychologists that decided to turn the terminology square from being something good to bad was not done on purpose, because it was. Everything seems to have a purpose. And if there's one thing that doing my radio career has shown me through my research is that everything is connected and there's no such thing as coincidence. This is all very well planned out. It's all war-gamed. It's all tested on people. They have focus groups they work on. There's reason why that different food, fast food places especially, why their logos are certain colors. There's a reason they use the fonts they use. There's a reason for everything because it's all been focus grouped and they know how the human mind works and they know how to manipulate it. And I'm a big fan of early rock and roll, but through my research, I have to admit that it is very evident to me that our breakdown of our society was not necessarily caused by rock and roll, but rock and roll was used by the people in psychology to help start bringing our system down, to start brainwashing our kids. And so the early rock and roll, even though it's pretty innocent stuff, it was a gateway that the psychologist saw that they could walk through. And you fast forward, you go from like 1958 to 1968, and all of a sudden in 1968, you got all the psychedelic drug music and all this anti-war protest music and all this stuff that doesn't really have anything in common with Rock and Robin, you know, in 1958. It just has nothing in common at all with it. But it's still called Rock and Roll, and it was still sold in the same way. And so it was a gateway. It was an entry into. And so what I'm trying to say is that nothing is done just spur of the moment. And when people put their money and they're investing in a product and they're in the case of movies or the entertainment industry as a whole, music, you have people behind the scenes that are investors and they will not invest in something that they can't control. And that's why the contracts are so punitive against the artist because they don't want the artist to do anything to upset the apple cart that they are putting their money in. And so if you have a person that has an image of being, let's say, a biker, somebody that's rough and tough, and they see this guy out on the town in a tuxedo, or you see him in Bermuda shorts, and those pictures start to circulate, they have to do damage control because this guy is supposed to be a rough and tough biker. That's in their contract that they have to stay with the image that they're given. What I'm trying to say is that everything's manufactured and everything is manipulated. 
And so this is the kind of people that we're dealing with behind the scenes, the money people that have to have everything their way. And like I say, they've been very clever and they've been using films for years to do propaganda. The Nazis were really big on propaganda films in World War II. And we got to be honest, so were we. We had a propaganda film industry in Hollywood that was massive, and it's still there. There's still massive propaganda. Right now, their propaganda is telling everyone about accepting transgender as normal and also that there's climate change. And they're trying to get people socially engineered with movies. And there are people that actively will put money into movies that promote their agenda. So it's all agenda-driven. And so they've been very clever. So where am I going with all of this? Well, I'm thinking we need to be clever, too. How can we be clever? We can just start archiving. Start archiving everything. And I would say that a lot of these things that happen that are real that aren't supposed to happen. Let's say a microphone that's left on that shouldn't have been on to where they call it a hot mic moment, or maybe somebody that says something on a video that after they said it, they wish they hadn't have because they actually said the truth. And so all of a sudden that video is deleted. And if they're on social media, all their social media posts are deleted. And then there's really no evidence that that happened. And someone would say, well, so-and-so went on on a video and said this, that, and the other. And someone would say, well, show me. You say, okay, I will. You go to try to show them, and, and it's gone. And it's part of that damage control that the money people do. They have to control everything. And that's why big tech is censoring so hard. They're keeping everyone basically smothered. So here's what I'm going to ask all the listeners to truth to ponder to consider. When I was talking about keeping yourself, you, and living the social life that you want to live and try to keep the civility and some class in modern culture, and I think this goes hand in hand in resisting the so-called social justice warriors. Justice is not what they're after. They're very punitive and they're very little small-minded people. But what we need to do is start archiving everything that they say, everything that they do, with screenshots, downloading the videos, storing them on flash drives. You don't have to clutter up your computer. Store it on a flash drive and keep it. Now, think about this. Some big money person or satanic person that's in power comes out and says something that is not supposed to be common knowledge. We, the people, aren't supposed to know about this, but they slip up on a hot mic moment and they spill the beans. What would happen if millions of us downloaded that and had that in our own personal little archive that this person said this? Well, they could go ahead and delete it all they want and deny it, but there would be millions of us that had proof otherwise. And their safety in numbers And right now, they're going after all of the people who are in the new truth media. Now, I'm not big enough that they're not bothering with me, but some of the bigger names that are out there who have been in the fight for a lot of years, they're they're in trouble. 
They're trying to sue him out of existence. They're really, really hammering him right now. And these are the only people that are really archiving things. And we go to their websites and we look at it and we say, oh, okay. And so we pat ourselves on the back and say, well, at least we know the truth. Well, it's time we all started archiving the truth on everything. And put a little bit of skin in the game, at least by downloading and putting on a memory stick, different quotes, different videos, do screenshots of different websites or different social media sites, capture it and put it away. And we all need to become basically, I would say, like little Sherlock Holmes out there, discovering the truth and getting evidence and start gathering it. Because that's what they've done to us for years. They're spying on us. They track our phones. They track our purchases. They do everything that they can do to try to keep us under control. But what would happen if we started, I hate to use the term gathering dirt on people. I really hate that term. But for a lack of a better wording right now, I'm going to use that. What if we were gathering dirt on them? and storing it away. What if we were paying more attention than we've ever paid before, and we really started looking? It's kind of like when you don't realize that I'm going to use, for example, a red car. You You don't really think about red cars, and then someone would say, wow, there's sure a lot of red cars out here. Well, all of a sudden, you start seeing red cars everywhere because you're actually looking. Subconsciously, you've been that's been put in your head, you know, red cars. So, wow, there's one, there's one. Oh, there's another one. If you start doing that with these different satanic people and you understand that it's out there, once you start to see it, I do believe God will open up your eyes and open up your heart to really see it. But now I'm understanding that my eyes are open and a lot of people's eyes are not. And I'd have to say that the vast majority, if not all of the listeners to Truth to Ponder, have their eyes at least partially open, if not totally wide open. And so, if we have wide open eyes, we don't need to be looking as spectators and just watching our world go away as far as the civility and the humanity and just sit there with a bowl of popcorn and watch it. That's, it's time to get off the fence. It's time to do something. And one thing we can do is open our eyes and document what we see. You might say, well, what am I ever going to do with all this memory stick? What am I going to do with it? Well, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do with it. It's going to be a Noah's Ark of information. Think about it. All it would take is one surviving memory stick of some very damaging evidence. That's all it's going to take in a trial of law. If there's ever such thing as justice that ever returns as far as man-made, I know the God's justice is always there. I'm talking about man-made justice. If that ever happens to return to our planet, and we actually have judges that are impartial, that are actually intelligent, that know what they're doing, and they know their job is not to legislate from the bench, but to rule on the law, read the law as the law is intended, and act upon it as the law was intended. And if the law isn't just, it's time to replace that law. 
but if there's evidence out there that can be ever used against these people, then all of a sudden, all their cleverness of them shutting society down, all of their cleverness telling people that don't go to churches, only have 10 people in a church when you could put thousands of people into a Walmart. There's a reason they didn't want anyone to congregate in a church. First of all, they hate God. But second of all, they don't want people talking. And then in Australia, one of the people down there that was in power said not even to talk to your neighbors. And in England, I know that they told the school children not to even look at each other while they're eating. Don't even make eye contact. And so they don't want to have us communicating. Why? Well, because if we communicate, then all of a sudden we're going to start telling each other what we know and what we've seen. And so we need to start becoming our own personal Noah's Ark of information. And then when you have the chance to discuss it with someone, you'll have all the evidence you need, not so much to change people's hearts, but there might come a time where your evidence is going to be critical in the end game that we have. And yes, we do have an end game, and so do they. Our end game is to love our children, love our families, worship our Father God, and just live a normal, happy life. That's our end game. And their end game is total control, total dictatorship, total anarchy, total New World Order satanic type of things. That's what they want. And if we sit back and just let them do it, well, they're going to win. But just like the GMO people thought they're really clever, they're going to take all the seeds in the world. They're going to corrupt them all. And that's what they're doing. The GMO is corrupt food. Make no mistake about it. They're going to replace God's creation. They're going to make their own. And it's going to do things to you inside. And I know I've said on Truth to Potter before that there's cornfields of GMO corn around my area that the raccoons won't eat, the deer won't eat. They won't even go in the field. So what does that tell you about what that corn really is? It's got to be a poison because you show me a deer that won't eat corn or a raccoon that won't eat corn, then I'll show you a field that may look like corn, but it's not corn because those two animals love corn. So what looks like corn that they tell us is corn isn't corn. I hope that makes sense to you. But anyway. You wonder, how am I tying these two together? Well, the Noah's Ark of Seeds is to battle against these evil scientists that think they're so clever that they're going to control the food supply. They're only going to control it if we hand it over to them. And the same way with the information. And yes, there is a war. There's an information war. And we're losing that war, frankly. But we could win it so easy if all of us would become soldiers in the fight of this information war. And again, if you start archiving things and keeping the truth, then all of a sudden it doesn't matter how much misinformation is out there that they put out, that you have the truth all stored back in your little Noah's Ark of information. And then there's other things in between that I don't have time to go into today. But there's so many little things that we can do to fight back that in the long run are going to make a lot of difference. And before I run out of time, I want to touch again on society. I think it's time that we all understand that we need to be what God intended us to be. 
And if you're one of those people that is hooked on fads, that you have to do the latest fad because you want to fit in, I want you to understand this, that most of the fads that are put out there are not public demand fads, they're, but it's rather placed in our society for a reason. And so if you're comfortable being you, then just be you and don't try to be anybody else. Be the person that God wants you to be. Be the person that God created you to be. And stick fast with it. And all the decay that you see in society, you do not have to go along with it. You could be your own Noah's Ark of society. Treat people kind. Have impeccable manners. Be honest and truthful with everything that you do. Live in truth and walk in truth. And all these people that are spending money that they should be feeding their children, they're spending it on tattoos and drugs. Don't be a part of that. Don't be a part of that world. This build back better thing that's atrocious, that's, there's no building back of anything. It's total destruction. All these people that are buying into that, they're like lemmings jumping over the cliff. And we can try to open their eyes. We can pray for them. We can, we can even talk to them. But the ones that will not have eyes to see, they're the lemming that's going to jump over the cliff. And so as a society as a whole, it can't last because it's built on sand. So all of these things that they're socially engineered to destroy our society, the reason they engineered it this way is so the people would be destructed. They'd be destroyed. And so that's the end game that they have. These people that buy into this and live that lifestyle and do those things, they're destroyed. They're gone. So you have to be that indestructible force that can't be brainwashed, that can't be touched in that way, that can't be coerced, that can't be bought. Put your foot down and say, I'm going to live in the society that I want to have and start building that society and have a Noah's Ark of society as well. If we would do these three things, the food, the society, gathering the information, if we would do these three things, we would combat an awful lot of the evil that's being put at us. And I hope that someone got something from this message. I really do appreciate everyone listening, and I appreciate Bob Beerman having me today. And if you would like to support this ministry, that would be greatly appreciated. You can send a check or money order, and you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And you would mail to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, 3248 in Clearview, one word, Clearview, Florida, and the zip code 32536. And again, I want to thank you for listening. And until next time, everyone stay strong, stay well, keep your powder dry, but most of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, 
the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.